0: Welcome to the Take A Seat Podcast. This podcast brings awareness to disability sports and supports. We are talking to experts and athletes with a disability from around the world. Before we get stuck
1: into this episode, we want to say a massive thank you to our sponsor, the Suncoast Spinners. The Suncoast Spinners are a social wheelchair-based sporting club they operate multiple programs for people of all ages and abilities in basketball, rugby, and more. Follow Sunco Spinners on Facebook, Instagram, and find out more about them at au. Welcome back. Episode, this will
0: be 10. This is number 10, James. We've we've made the double digits. This episode is is about you and I. Yeah. So there's no guest. It's just you and I. We've got a bit of a list of things that we want to get through. Um, bit of housekeeping, I guess you could say, isn't it, James? I guess it is, yeah. It's,
1: well, it's not uh, even housekeeping. It's 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 us trying to be real. That's the way that we want to do is we want to be authentic in this podcast and we want to get our message across and what we're trying to do. And we've gone nine episodes. This is number 10. And we think they're, they're better, but we want it to be more authentic as to what we believe is we're being ourselves, but we're still tiptoeing around a couple of things, aren't we?
0: Yeah, absolutely. On top of that, also a bit of a recap on the episodes that we've done because that was something that that we really believe is important is being able to reflect on, on what we are learning individually yeah. on this podcast because not only for the listeners that are listening but for you and I this is has been such an educational pathway that that journey that we've stepped on and continue to take every week with this podcast in, in a sense of producing a podcast versus having these conversations with such a variety of people from different areas of, of life right and such different experiences it's educating us in in particularly myself in, in more ways than I ever thought it's now the reach
1: I, I'm I'm actually blown away by the reach that we're we're getting with stop it i'm just gonna come straight out like what's happened for rob post
0: yeah yeah let's let's start with that okay let's let's go with that so i i go home and dealing with my parents and my parents are quite good friends with rob and i get the word that rob was contacted by some unknown person that found him through the podcast found him on facebook and then offered him free services for a chiropractic services i think it was support yeah yeah i was like you're kidding. Like- well, yeah. And, and then like, you know, we, we've obviously got
1: students and, and things at work and they're um, reaching out with pre-placement and now coming in the first couple of weeks and saying that they're hearing about our podcast yeah. before we've even got to it. Uh, yeah. You know, they're, they're not even at placement with us and, and we're going to different sporting events and, and people are going, oh yeah, we've heard about that. Like, we didn't know it was you guys. So, Absolutely. you know, that-
0: Pure Reach I mean, is fun fact. Yeah, listening to we're being listened to in over nine countries. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know. Why I said over nine. It's actually nine countries. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's a, that's the nine countries that know about us so far. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, we, we've got some guests from other countries that aren't even listening to us yet that are kind of, that have signed on. And I think that's the big thing is while we're we're here to recap, we have like stories and guests that are going to come out of the Wazoo in the next couple of episodes that really are going to be big storytellers. They're going to give you take home messages. They're going to show that from what we've got so far in episodes where you can take these messages and what you can learn from them. And yeah, really what we've got feedback wise currently, what people have taken from it and what we've taken from it.
0: Yeah. i got our our Instagram page up. So I've got all the the images that we've just posted with a bit of description. So our first guest was a a close friend of yours. Yeah. Dan McCoy.
1: I honestly cannot say enough about this bloke. Um, as you said, yeah, a client of mine, but turn into a mate, like just a genuinely good bloke. I really cannot say enough about him. And that's probably the big thing that's hit home well for me is what he said in his episode. When we started this, we, we had an no idea, but where we really got to since that episode and the stories and the messages and everything that's come out of from it is that it just takes this trajectory, and what he said in his episode, um, I have really taken in every other episode, and I have taken something from it from what he said. So he just springboarded us into this world that we're now in, and and I think uh, I, I personally want to thank Dan for what
0: he did with that episode. Absolutely, I, it really amazed me, and and it was it's probably something that shouldn't like it's it's borderline that uh, that concept of inspirational porn that um, that Janine mentioned and, and brought up to us. But it was kind of like, and I guess that's the idea of this podcast really is, is that I had this, this uh, pre uh, sort of preset uh,
1: notion, perception or yeah, or, but
0: yeah a, a perception already built on, on Dan based on what you had told me that he'd, he'd broken his spine in, in a motorcycle accident and uh, is now in a wheelchair. And I just had, you know, just, I don't know what it is, but just had this idea that, okay, yep, cool. And in terms of adversity, he's, he's now getting used to life in a wheelchair, but he was like, no, it's an injury. I'm going to get better. Yeah, yeah, and and the thing was, it's like, wow, like I I don't know. I think we spoke about this before. It's like I accepted salami just to be salami and didn't think it was meat. Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. And it's kind of like, (laughs) well, someone someone breaks their back, and like, can can someone recover completely? Can they not? Like, but it's such a wide spectrum, and and Dan sort of opened my eyes to to the fact that yes, some can. Maybe they might not get back completely to to the level of function that I had before, but they can most certainly improve the function that they have.
1: Well, my my the thing I took home from it, and this is what I've taken, as I said, into every single episode is the fact that everything is adaptable and everybody can be helped with something. You've just got to make it possible or ask and find a way to do it. And that is the thing that to me has come across in every single episode you look at Nikki S, you look at carol cook you look at janine watson uh, you look at mc wheels like literally everyone even rob with his karate and uh, as we said about high ropes and intensive programs and everything else like everyone has adapted something and it might be adapted their house mc wheels is, is his bathroom in his house dan has adapted his bike and what he does around the community you know, Janine has adapted the way that she looks at life with her wheelchairs and how she's explained that to children. You look at what I said with Carol Cook and how Yariara Rowing Club and the cycling and St. Kilda Cycling, they have adapted everything, but they didn't shy away from it. They literally just said, What do we gotta do? How do we do it and how can we help you? That's the thing that has really come home for me is let's just make it happen. Glass half full, not half empty. And I've taken that In every episode that so far everyone has... And that's been me,
0: what I've taken out of it. The comment that Kimberly Alcamade made in the fact that she never saw her injury as a disability or her amputation as a disability, only the fact that the prosthetic was not allowing her to do what she wanted wanted to do. And that was what was her disability and it was her prosthetic. right? And now I've just Googled the term disability, definition. And I'm not sure where I got it from, but I had this... I had a thought that the definition of it was the fact of the environment that creates, I'm not sure specifically in my head, it's sort of jumbled around, but the idea that it's the environment that creates the disability, it's not the person. Now, the definition that I'm looking at here is a physical or mental condition that limits a person's movements, senses, or activities. And to me, I I strongly resonate a lot more towards the comment of and and perception of Kimberley's rather than this, like if we can change the environment or, or change the equipment that doesn't limit a person's but in, but instead enhances a person's ability to be able to move, increase their senses or be able to participate in the activity, then there's no longer a disability. Yeah, exactly.
1: And, I, and that's a really good way to look at it. And as we said with Janine is what is a normal person? Like even if you Googled normal, what is yeah. normal? Well, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, like there is no such thing as normal and disability is a term that we use and that's what it, it's just literally a term to be able people with a disability or you know adaptive and and these terms are things that I think is what's making this roadblock and everyone shy away from these things. Absolutely. So let's
0: go for it. Normal definition uh, adjective number one conforming to a standard, usual, typical, or expected. Now that can you know that opens up the, the can of worms for so many things. And again, we're gonna we're gonna go off to Dan Michelle's episode. Yeah, and then we're going to specifically then talk about um, the conversation we had there with uh, Dylan Alcott's perception and the idea of mainstreaming disability. When you talk about conforming, like you look in in a history, you know where where it used to be that people with disabilities, it wasn't just that they're considered in the too hard basket, but they were literally put in institutions and locked in rooms, and it was not a place that anyone would want to be, being taken advantage of in so many different ways. Shock
1: therapy to remove disabilities and and I understand that people and and parents in particular really want to help their children or help their brothers and sisters and and back in the day that's that's possibly what was the best therapy I I'm not saying that it's not and and being put in institutions and people didn't know and as we get better in society and things progress and down the medical field it's going to get better I'm not saying that that's not the right thing that was done back then or anything, but we really aren't conforming anymore. We're trying to make everything better. This is yeah. what we, this is where we tiptoed around, James. Exactly what we needed to talk about in this episode. We feel as though that we're not being authentic by being authentic and avoiding the question and avoiding what is on the top of our mind to be politically or what is seen as correct. And you and I have, have said this off air that we need to just call each other out, say it as it is. And if it doesn't sound right, then call each other out on it, or get our guests to call us out on it, and and just say it, like because we are, we, this is what we're saying by we're not authentic because we're looking for the thing to avoid and not say, and word the question correctly yeah. rather than just asking the question, and it's maybe why we've got the hard cards because they're the questions that are like okay, whew, yeah, whew.
0: yeah, that, I you're absolutely spot on. We definitely, I know I find myself, I won't speak for you, but I, I know I definitely find myself as 30 seconds ago, uh, a minute ago, I opted to not to, to not say the, the words that were coming straight out of my head because I knew it wasn't the accurate words. It would have been rather similar, but it wasn't the exact words I wanted to say. And it's kind of like, shit, like do I, am I going to sound like a- Douchebag? A, a, yeah, like is, is yeah, this the right I- thing to say? Like can I say this, can I, can I have this conversation without someone with a disability in the room? Because it is just you and I. Every other episode's been someone with a disability, but we- st- Deal. We still have these moments where we kind of look at each other and go, oh, maybe, maybe not, oh, or independently I might just say, oh, no, I'm not going to ask that question, or I might ask it in a different way that sort of beats around the bush to get to the question that might not actually be what I wanted. Or reword it
1: so that what we think sounds better and sounds more entertaining, I mean, but it's not yeah, even we're chasing yeah, it internet. It's not like, yeah. it's it's not that. And, and as you were saying, like you know, people with intellectual impairments or, or whatever it is, yeah, we're going to say things wrong. We know that. And maybe from like my side of the thing is that yes, I have a science degree, working in the allied health and medical type of field. Where maybe I'm avoiding saying things because of the backlash that could come on the back end of my job. That's not what I'm trying to do. It's not that, and I'm not trying to pretty words or say things to not get in trouble or or anything as well. I think uh, for me, I don't want to upset anyone, our guests in particular, yeah, and also our listeners. Like, not everyone's going to have hate mail. Everyone's going to have negative feedback and and those type of things. We we understand that. Well,
0: we've but been if we're lucky, lucky it, enough not to have that,
1: well, we have been very lucky to not have that. And I think that's the thing is that we're just trying to avoid as much negative backlash and that as possible. Yeah, it's well, maybe, maybe maybe that's just me the way that I'm thinking.
0: I don't know. It's kind of like um, when we're hovering around the question, is it because we feel that we aren't in a position, uh, you know, you look at the notion, nothing about us without us. So the idea of making decisions for any group without a representative of that group present, you know, that that kind of idea and particularly in the disability sector, making decisions, having conversations about people with a disability without them present, is it—is it appropriate? Um, I mean, look, hard, hard – Question answered. Yeah, yes, it should be like it should be acceptable. I'm not uh, at least the conversation whether or not decisions are made based on that. I'm not I'm not saying that's appropriate. Um, that certainly affect those people. I don't agree with that. But having this conversation should certainly be more than acceptable. Um, but for some reason, there's this this sort of stigma that has this negative notion in my mind anyway that maybe I get looked frowned upon in having this conversation if I if I was to say something wrong, and that's the sort of um, the negative. Flow on that I'm sort of not wanting to, to come, which you're spot on with what you're saying. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I think also maybe where I'm now more comfortable having this conversation, and you m- might even hear in the episodes where I know myself, I'm not shying away from things a little more, and not trying to be bashful or or abrupt either. But we haven't had negative feedback, and all of our feedbacks actually been really, really good from our our listeners and and followers and everyone that we talk to, especially people in person, they are saying that the message that we're getting across or the intention and what is being delivered is actually helping so many people and they are so glad that it's there. I was absolutely blown away by my parents' comments in regards to episode two with Rob. So having talked about the podcast with my my mum and dad, but Dad, in particular, having listened to Rob's episode, and he said, like, he had never thought of someone with Parkinson's. Yes, he's seen Muhammad Ali and those famous stars, but he never thought of the back end of it of being the same, similar age as Rob, the challenges of not being able to provide provide for the family because that's what he does. He goes and works out in the middle of nowhere with no one else on the oil fields by himself being the major provider for our family and has done that for years and years and years and years. That's uh, that's your old man, yeah? Yeah, my old man. And, you know, like doing that and then obviously going to football and all these different events and not thinking and not thinking about, you know, how my mum would would feel about different things and how to help her. And so for him – listening to someone be so open and, you know, about suicidal thoughts and trying to help family and providing income and how he feels, you know, everything that Rob said in his episode, my dad just sat back and said, you know, I never ever thought of it on that side of, of mm. people with a disability. I've, I've just always seen someone with a disability or or that type of thing. And, and so for me, that was a hammered home really, really, really hard that my dad had never thought of it that way. Mm. So there's little things like that that, comes back to the salami. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But it, it's really, it's that thing that our intention and why we started this thing is really hammering home. We knew it was a, a case and what was going on, but how hard are that's actually hitting home and how many people it's touching and in different ways.
0: And that's kind of the, I think the, the crux of it, like without, you know, like we were, we were told that, that we're going to have an impact Leading leading into this this podcast, creating the podcast, we, we were told there's two things: there's intention and impact. The impact is what the the listener will get from it, and the intention is the unknown, which will come over time. And it's it's hitting some people very early on, obviously, as in as in Rob's, like you know, broadening their perceptions and ideas of of one, what is a disability, and two, the supports, and I guess like just disability in, in in general just opening your perception or ideologies as to what a disability is living with a disability it's so vast and and we're trying to to throw this net out in the sea and 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 catch as many fish as we can and and offer that that catch I guess to our listeners I, I suppose is one one metaphor to put it but it's even uh just the way
1: that people are, are taking episodes differently too though like, oh yeah
0: we're and it, so it was many different, like <laughs> taking take home points that you can get from every episode, right?
1: But even, uh, I'm looking at even the way that we've set it up. So we didn't intentionally do this, we didn't, we just got guests We're like. Okay. So when we when we very first talked about it, I was like, mate, I, I got a really, really good friend that I think would go awesome as episode one. That was as far as we got. And in, in the making of the podcast, to be truthfully honest with everyone, we had no idea how long an episode would be. So we sat down with our producer and we said, you know, this is our message. This is what we want to do. This is how we, what we want to get across, that type of thing. And and it come down to the fact that most people drive 40 minutes in a car. So we were going to aim around that. And then we got in a few episodes and we were giving 60 minute episodes and, and we you know there was different things that we kind of got across but episode 2 was rob and we went from dan which was a you know a good friend and then we went to rob who was personally a good friend with both of us and then so we went to mc wheels and and rob's episode is really heavy and a lot of really Good information. And then we get MC Wheels, who's just such a mad dude. Like he's so cool. On a side note, I want to put a personal
0: apology to Nathan Tessman, <laughs> not Nathan Young. Uh, that was my my uh, my mistake there. Uh sincere apologies Nathan for those listening MC Wheels is Nathan Tessman, not Nathan Young. Yes, yes, James. Yeah, geez. Foot on the wrist. The way
1: that MC Wheels was in his episode and just so so willing to give. Yeah. But they were willing – both of them were willing to give in so different ways. Yes, yes. So Rob was so open about dark, dark, dark places and – but then also how he's found different things that have helped him and and everything – where MC Wheels has, you know, found light being a rapper and also just fun, you know, dropping out like being an alien and, you know, different things that he said <laughs> and the magic school bus and getting his mates locked out of his house. and Funny, funny, funny story. Funny stories. But then also give us messages about his house, how it's been modified and how it's been set up and the challenges that in the first couple of years or year living it by himself, needing 24-7 support and... All of those things that people have been talking to me in particular, you may have the same sort of messages that they're going, well, we were sitting back and trying to picture what MC Wheels looked like with his disability mm. and how he moved around. And he described it so well to then they started thinking about their house and, well, yep. my sink's up high, my sink's down low, my I need a shower, I've got this, I've got this, and, and starting to really
0: picture… Putting the picture in their mind. Absolutely. I want to. I want to lead on to like the the difference between the conversations that we had with Nathan, Rob, and and Dan. In the sense that when we had when we had their them on, there was no like uh, uh, there was there was this cloud of well there was no cloud of, of um, uh, not judgment but sort of. Uh, what we we're talking about before, in terms of beating around the bush of the questions, there was no sort of uh, intense tenseness in the room.
1: Anticipation, maybe is a better word. Like yeah. you can feel that it's like, okay, what are they going to ask us? Is where is this going? But also, the, the questions might have been a bit more.
0: Oh, okay, they they yeah. went there. Yeah, and it's kind of or- like. So so I went home. I went home, and I um I think think it didn't happen in. I don't know where it happened, actually, but I, get, I went home and I spoke with spoke with my mum, Sharon, and uh, and I was having a chat with her. And I'm like, "Mom, look, it's just it just felt like like we're trying to ask these questions, and they weren't they were they were the, they, the guests themselves were beating around the bush and giving us these these good answers, but not these authentic answers. That we, and I guess it, it's it's hard like to to ask someone to open up and it you know to be authentic, it has to be vulnerable. And it was kind of like. I felt that maybe it was, maybe, maybe it was us. Maybe we didn't handle it well in terms of, you know, to get to the point that I'm trying to get at mom, my mum was saying that you should just, just pop the bubble. If there's a bubble in the room, just, you know, let's hit that stop button. Let's just say, Hey, look, it just feels tense. Yeah. Like um, let's, let's sort this out before we keep going. And if it's something that we don't want to keep going on, then that's okay. And it was kind of like, there's been a few episodes that have had that bit of tense notion, tense feeling in the room.
1: Yeah. And whether it, it was
0: via zoom or in person, but.
1: And it's not like it's uh. As you said, it's not not by intention. It's not the guests that aren't answering authentically. What it's been is um, not sure how it's going to be received on the back end from people that are listening to our podcast. Yeah. I think it's more how people are uh, kind of feeling that, okay, that's a topic that could get me in trouble with coaches or with selectors or whatever, and it's, it's that type of thing that we're trying to avoid and just Get across it's messages tough, and hey? intentions. And we may never get across that. That could be something that's just,
0: it is what it is. So I'd, um, I kind of want to just clarify where we're at with our list. We've, we've gone <laughs> off tangent to tangent. We're going to, gonna, man, we, we always do we're that. Gonna, we're going to go back to the list. We're going to try and find where we're at. Okay, so so we, we, we touched on the, the fact that we're, we want to we try and be more authentic. Mm-hmm. And we did initially sort of struggle. We found these challenges to be authentic and and ask these vulnerable questions in a genuine way without – asking the question to go around the question to get to the question. We kind of touched on perceptions about us as two able-bodied athletes talking about adaptive sports. We kind of touched on that. Do we talk about enough about that? Uh, I think we can talk on it more. Yes, we have, but... Well, let's put it out there, right? So we came into this and we were like, what are the worries? I think they're worries. Yes. And, and you and I were both straight up just like, we're, we're two white AB males having a conversation about adaptive sports. Yes. That's a that's a problem. <laughs> like- yes.
1: We definitely, and we, we hit the nail on the head that that was our, our worry. That was straight away we were like, okay, this is a threat that are we going to be accepted? Are I people going to listen? I genuinely
0: thought friends would message me and say, what are you doing?
1: Yes. Yes. But I also thought we would get a lot of people, people with a disability that being like, How can you talk about that? Why? You don't know nothing about it. You don't live it. You don't experience it. You aren't around it. And that may still come. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. But that's exactly what uh, I was expecting was people to just be like, hell no, these guys can't do that. They can't talk about this. They can't do this. This isn't allowed. Like they have no idea. It should be two people with a disability talking to athletes with a disability or people with uh, supports and, and, and all that. And, Maybe that's a, the way the world is, that you know you have to have a disability to know anything about disability. I don't, I don't see it that way. You look at who does home modifications. It's generally a builder that needs to be able to get on a building site to be able to Im- improve the house for
0: someone with a disability to live better. And people will take that two different ways. They're either going to say, yep, excellent, thanks for that, didn't know I needed that, that's that's excellent, thank you for the su- support, love it. And others might turn around and say, who the hell do you think you are telling me what I need, what I can't do, what I can do, blah, 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 blah. I actually had this conversation with, um, with, a, with a company local on the coast the other day. Went and, um, actually, it was, uh, it was QSpec, the home modifications specialists on the Sunshine Coast, and they're actually a big fan of the podcast, side note. Ooh Ryan ooh. Lachlan, shout out. <laughs> Again, this is that, that, that sort of iffy-wiffy kind of topic that you kind of want to have but don't want to have. Like, right, how many people with a disability – on the Sunshine Coast, are qualified builders yeah. or engineers—is there that any can, that, that can assess a home? I don't know, and it, and that I guess is is a larger question at the the accessibility of those trainings and, and the accessibility to to that career path. And that's not something that we're going to answer on this podcast, I guess. But
1: yeah, and it's and something that will
0: that will come up. No even doubt.
1: even supports and we. are We've said athletes, yes. So we started off with the podcast as in athletes, and that's where we currently are, is athletes. But we are going to talk to people with supports, and that can be RGK, wheelchairs. It might be Melrose. It could be Q-Spec. Q-spec. It could be therapists. It can be something our, that we've even- sponsors, spinners? Yeah, spinners, even getting yeah. them on. And then getting other people, therapists, or uh, yes. like recovery. What What is the difference between a current abled athlete? What is the recovery process for them? Is there something different for them? that person to someone with a disability and their recovery process. We might get strength and conditioning coaches on. We you know, we could get people that are part of NDIS or Caris Queensland or something that can teach people how to set up their NDIS plan here in Australia to be able to play sport or to be able to go to the community or what is that support that they need and the wording within their plans
0: to make it… For, ad- foreshadowing here, foreshadowing warning, uh, perhaps even philosophers or coaches in the game.
1: The Take A Seat Podcast is in your ears thanks to the Suncoast Spinners. The Suncoast Spinners are a wheelchair-based sporting club. They run social inclusion programs, including but not limited to basketball and rugby. If you want to get involved with the Suncoast Spinners programs, you can just rock up at Mergen, Field and CP Downs on Wednesdays, Fridays and Saturdays or contact them on Instagram, Facebook or their website www.suncoastspinners.com.au. The Suncoast Spinners programs are for people of all ages and abilities. They're looking for players, officials, and volunteers to help with all of their programs. So make sure you check out the Suncoast Spinners on Facebook, Instagram, or on their website again, www.suncoastspinners.com.au.
0: How are we engaging with our listeners was the next topic we wanted to cover. How are we doing it at the moment? I think we're doing it right now. Yeah. It, obviously, the podcast is the is the mannerism in which we're engaging with our, with our, our listeners and our audience. But how can we engage with them more? Well, how can we engage with you more? Absolutely. Like well,
1: they're listening to us right now. So
0: how can we engage
1: with you that is in the car, is at home, is AirPods in, has speakers on? Could be at the clinic, uh, like uh, that we're at, or at spinners, at the basketball court, and have it blaring over the speaker. Maybe, you, you,
0: maybe on the morning run.
1: Yeah, morning run to and from the. It, it could be family sitting around. You know, um, we know of one family in particular that uh, listen to it generally as a family, and then some episodes they listen separately, come home and talk about it. How are we engaging you, but how can we engage you more? Yeah. Is that through our socials? Is that, you know, where we've got special buttons here on our our little things here at the studio where we might get a question in from a phone call, a voicemail, and we can put it on the button and hit it. Let us know. And... That could be a question to our next guest. Rather than a hard card, we can hit, hey, we've got guest question this one. Bang. We've got this question from a guest.
0: Boom, hit that one. Do we need to set up a website that does that more accessibly?
1: Well, do we, do we um, drop out our emails more and our socials? We've got barcodes and stickers and we've got some merchandise oh, We've got,
0: we got some merchandise coming or we have merchandise? Well, a bit of both. We do both. have a bit of both, don't we? Actually, keep an eye on the Instagram. We're going to do a bit of a, a giveaway. So Cam purchased a few hats recently. we got two styles. We need a bit of a giveaway. And I feel like if that goes off with a bit of a hoot, we we might see what we can do.
1: Yeah, well. There's a few things that are in the works that I haven't even told you yet James. Oh. I've got
0: a couple of little secrets but
1: you know is that going to engage our, our our followers. Hey, do we give it do we give our followers our listeners our engagers a name? Do do we start, you know, there might be a couple of names that people are already thinking, you know, we we shorten it and TTASP and all that type of thing or do we, you know, the Cedars, or do we, you know, is there things that we can do and the only way that we know is by talking to you guys you're dropping us reviews google reviews spotify apple podcast listener dropping them on our instagram our facebook all those different things sending us some emails some messages hey just have a chat with us down the street or yep. Yep. Uh, linkedin we've even got a linkedin profile for yep. the take a seat project like we need to know from you guys how we can engage you more what you're liking what you don't like what we can change if there's things that you know are sounding clunky it's the only way that we, and that's what we're looking for. How can we
0: engage people more? Yeah, absolutely. We want we want to be talking to you more. We want to be giving you what's what's more entertaining, but also what's, what's adding value to your life or adding value to your day. We don't want to just be another noise in your ear. We want to be adding something of value to you. We want to give you a reason to, to come back. But also those questions.
1: We've talked about it where, where people are Asking us questions or saying, you know, we're sitting there listening and you're asking the question I was thinking. Yeah. We can't ask those questions if we don't know. (laughs) We're we're only two minds. The more minds that are asking and giving us uh, things to ask people and, and providing us questions for the hard cards. That seems to be the segment that everyone is absolutely loving in our podcast that we went with the intention of what the hard cards were meant to be and where they're going and what we're putting them through and why we're asking the question. So I, th- I think, James, you you explain the hard cards a lot better than I do. Why we put them in there? Uh, <laughs> Says the
0: guy that's yeah. the description every episode, yeah. Yeah, I give the description. Yeah, I know what the hard cards are. So the the hard cards, and the reason I really liked it was because it really actually resonated with, with what we were trying to do, and that was sort of ask these vulnerable questions or ask our guests to be vulnerable. Now, the reason we do three is to provide choice because if they don't have a choice, then there's, then it's not autonomous and therefore there's no control in the situation and it's straight away not voluntary, right? So we ask three questions to provide that choice. They can choose one, two, three, or none. Now, the questions themselves were literally questions that Cam and I either sat there and thought of, what's a stupid question to ask someone with a disability, The second thought process was let's Google vulnerable questions and we found a row of 36 and then I chose, I think, 20 from there. And then it was about a month ago that I'm sitting there having a a beefy steak, bacon, cheese pie and I wrote three more questions. We've
1: also received questions now from which one of them was answered by Janine Watson so well about those questions that are asked in the general
0: public to you and everything as well. Yes. So Janine, Janine touched on it really well. And we went on a lot of things with a lot of really good sort of topics with Janine. Questions as to
1: the intent of the question. Why are you asking the question? What are you intending to get from the question? Are you asking the question to know? Are you asking the question to just be annoying? Are you asking the question of intrigue? What is the reason that you are asking the question? And these hard card questions are not hard in... We, we don't want anything that's like really like, okay, yep, that was just goddamn, why the hell did they ask that? But at the same time, we are asking for those questions because at the end of the day, that's the questions that people are asking either us or we've overheard or our guests have told us. Some of them even our guests have told us pre-recording like different questions that they've been asked yeah. and we've just sat there and gone, holy, someone like literally asked you that question? Yeah. And we, we sit here and we we just – Almost dumbfounded. Like yeah. I, I, physically feel myself dumbfounded. And Janine's probably another really good episode uh, talk about where she says, you know, people patting her and and those things that you just go, people really don't know what they don't know.
0: Salami, yeah. <laughs> but that's and that's the whole point. the The point is that it's it's about generating an understanding of the person, generating an understanding of the disability, but more or less. Creating an understanding for our listeners that aren't familiar with disabilities, that there are there is such an array of disabilities and they impact everyone so differently. And these questions are, or we're at least trying to form some kind of image or some kind of picture ideology for our listeners to understand that person as a whole mm. and the person themselves, not just their disability. And also seeing that,
1: Someone with Parkinson's and the shaking, or someone with an ataxic gait, looking like when they walk, they look like they're drunk. Or Sorry, what, what's ataxic? Ataxic is like exactly that. When when you see someone that's walking or looks like they're drunk and they just can't keep control of their body, um, it, it's a form of inability to control their body is mm. without getting true definition so i just picture
0: myself walking down the street after a few
1: yes yes and and that's exactly what rob was talking about where he said that you know being at the bar or whatever and and people start thinking that he's drunk or no 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 he's got parkinson's and that's exactly what i'm saying is people start assuming things and rather than actually just put a hand on the shoulder take a deep breath take a big step and we'll help you through it. That piece of advice that he gave us, and and the amount of people that he has said have now done that to him and helped him, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something here. So we recorded with Rob, and I'm not even lying. I think we recorded on say a Thursday afternoon or whatever it was. Two days later, he come into the clinic, and it is pouring down rain. And to get to our clinic, he parks in the car park and has to go down a little hallway. It's dark, it's dingy, it's rain and everything. And I'm opening up the door and I look down the hallway and Rob is stuck in a stutter step in the middle of the car park, unable to move, getting just absolutely saturated. Because he told me what he told me, I literally looked down to him and I said, take a deep breath, big step, uh, we're all good, I'll come help you in a second. And that got him in through the door and out of the rain. Like his advice... It helps so much. It's really the smallest things, isn't it? The smallest things. The smallest things.
0: I'm really, oh. really going to be close to my microphone when I start talking.
1: James, are you really going to do this to me right now? Yeah. Are we going to do it to each other?
0: We are going to do it to each other. We're going to do.
1: As I say this, James is fanning me out. Yeah,
0: it's <laughs> the hard cards. Woo! Ah! Oh. <laughs> Let us know if you like that or you don't. I absolutely love
1: it. So I have a full on, because James did it without me knowing, and I love it. You guys may hate it, but James and I love it. It's great. And so he's fanning out the cards right in front of me before he hits the button. I go, oh, no. Here we go. We've got hard cards. We're going to do some hard cards on each other. Let's read them out.
0: We can's first card that he pulled out was what seems easy for everybody else but you. We opted not to go for that one. Cam's second question he put out is what is most commonly asked about you? Opted not to go for that one. He grabbed the third card out, which is Have you ever felt excluded? What was the occasion?
1: Do you want me to answer that right let's,
0: now? Let's go with that and then we'll and then we'll talk about mine. Yeah.
1: The reason I picked this card is where I currently am playing and where my position that I currently sit right now. Uh and, and I, I say that because of wheelchair rugby league. The reason I say, have you ever felt excluded? What was the occasion and why I picked that card? Isn't that I have felt excluded because I couldn't do it or anything. Um, It's been around the fact that I don't have a disability and maybe it's that playing the sport when I first started, I felt excluded and not wanting to be involved in it and, and just really being like, okay, I don't have a disability. Why am I here? I shouldn't be here. The, the first process of last year was the first annual State Cup for Wheelchair Rugby League. And I instantly excluded myself from it because at that point, I, I was in great intentions of playing potentially. Yeah, my wheelchair skills weren't great at that time, but my game IQ, I believe, was was good enough. And being excluded from the team because one I didn't have a disability which meant that I was up against uh, a few abled players and there's less positions in the team but I felt excluded because it was like well am I good enough to play am I not good enough to play and it was more of a no you should you should put your name up but you know you're, you're gonna come against yourself James like just to, just to clarify
0: so the wheelchair rugby league is a uh, five players on the court two of which as a maximum are allowed to be able-bodied athletes and then three as a minimum must be classified with a disability.
1: Yes, yes. And so generally when you go away with a sports team for wheelchair rugby league, you take no more than four abled athletes with most teams taking three. So we've got currently in Southeast Queensland, we have Sean who has been on the podcast and is in the Australian side. We have James who is also in the Australian side which left open the fact that there was about five or six other abled athletes vying for one position. And I felt that I was not good enough for it and excluded myself, but also was exclu- felt excluded from it because like, you know, good enough, but you really only gone for one position because you don't have a disability. And that's where my thought process come around to this podcast and being involved in what we do right now at my clinic and work and everything that we do there, I was involved in the, in the world of disability but felt excluded from it as well, not knowing, not knowing what it feels like, how it is to do those things. You know, you, you do definitely sometimes get that not knowing. You can feel excluded on the other side of it.
0: I think this is, um, this is a really, really good, good topic. So social inclusive wheelchair sports – at its at its core, at its grassroots, has this problem. Yes. And it, and it is only exaggerated when you go to competition. And it's really like I remember having a conversation with, with a particular woman that's that's well renounced in the in the wheelchair basketball world. And she said that it's I can't remember exact phrasing, but it was along the lines of for a minority group to then to to be marginalized and then to turn around and not in this case, for example, it was wheelchair basketball and for a wheelchair basketball community to be marginalized and not be given assistance or not be allowed to participate in the able-bodied sports, for example, to then turn around and not allow able-bodied participants to play in the sport was just, uh, the the notion was, was dumbfounding that, that that occurs, right? Like, why would you not accept help? And I get, like, I get it in terms of like a point for point, quid, quid pro quo, like, you know, like you, you said no to us, we're going to say no to you. But really, like, is that is that what is that where we're at in terms of social sport? Kind of gone a bit away from what you were talking, but in the in the sense that at our local league on a Sunday, we don't we don't have a, an AB rule.
1: Yeah, we don't have that. Uh, the three and two, we just play anyone and everyone get on the
0: court and play. But even at that at that point, like. If we – I haven't had a conversation with anyone from – actually, no, I have. I have, yes, and I've seen it. There's been parents that sit off on the sideline and sit on the stands and watch their children play and don't jump in. Yes. Because – and like I'm probably going to put words in people's mouths – but I'm going to try not to in terms of referencing what other people have said. But other, so other people have said when they've come, friends of mine, particularly, I think we spoke about this before, is that they don't want to jump in the chair because they feel that they're taking a spot away from someone else that is more deserving.
1: And that's the, that's exactly what I'm why I picked that card. We, and it took us a while to this, get there, but we finally got there. This is exactly what I'm talking about with Southeast Queensland Wheelchair Rugby League, and it's nothing against the club. It's nothing against the the selection process, and I excluded myself, as I said. It wasn't that anybody else excluded me. I excluded myself from an occasion of playing in the first inaugural State Cup because I believed that I was taking the position of someone else when really we could have taken, there was no rule that we could only take three abled athletes. We could have taken seven, Mm. but only two of us could be on the court at any one time. Yeah. That very scenario could happen in this year in the 2022 season where we take away five abled athletes and only two be on the court. There's no rule against that. It just means that we can't have more than two on the court. So I excluded myself because I'm taking a spot from someone with a disability to play at a higher representative level when potentially I deserve the spot in that sport. And it's the same as, mm-hmm. as Sean said, when he first went to the come and try day he didn't get in the chair because he felt like he was taking someone else's spot and because the feeling of the yeah. day felt well, like-
0: well, yeah, yeah, off air it, was, it yeah, was a little bit different. It was the, the feeling the in the room. The
1: feeling was... in the room, the reason he didn't get in was he felt like the feeling in the room was that they didn't want him in the chair
0: yeah, because he was taking someone else's. Which is so absurd because I was actually invited to play in their national league on the weekend, just two weekend gone, I think it was on the same weekend as the Queensland trial, yeah, for yeah, the rugby league. It's such a turnaround for a, for an organisation to be going from we don't want ABs playing, yeah, to to, to, to now wanting to everyone now asking them to
1: compete at their national league. I'm just going to call it out right now. You may hear it on the comeback of this episode and everything as well. But what we're talking about, James and I, when these these feelings in the room. Get pop the bubble right now from this exact card. The feeling in the room—we've gone from high energy, fun, bubbly, joking around, being us two, to to—it feels heavy. Like yeah, uh, you, yeah. you feel this heaviness, and that's yeah, yeah. the type of what we're trying to say. Is all right. Let's hit, let's stop. Hit, let's hit stop on the record button. Let's pop this bubble. Let's go over it. Why the hell has it? Why
0: has the energy in this room changed? Oh well, I'll oh, yeah, hands up, hand up. Here we go. All right. So when you for me, it's all about like I was thinking the back end, what's going to happen here? What people are going to think about this? 100%
1: and exactly what so that's why I wanted to pop this balloon yeah. while we're in the moment because I can feel myself going, Yeah, so let's eggshell, right, like standing on eggshells and going and like, No, 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 no let, let's let's so just have at it. Straight <laughs> away,
0: Cam said that he feels he deserves a spot. Now, to Cam's, I don't know, I feel like Cam's voice at the end after he said that kind of dipped away a bit. And I feel like that's for, for me, I was like, He absolutely deserves a spot. The man shows up, the man sets up every game, right? I'm not trying to sort of blow his bowl here. Um, <laughs> but like for for any anyone who does not deserve a spot to play in sport, the tough part is in competition, you've got to take your best team, right? That's the hard fact. Whether or not I wasn't in a position to to make that decision for yourself, and to be honest, I don't know what way I would go, I wasn't in a position to make that decision. But, you know, you look at, in my personal opinion, sorry, in my personal lived experience, last Wednesday night, and it happens a fair bit in times, but it's all right. My basketball, my basketball career, right? So uh, as an able-bodied athlete playing wheelchair basketball, I was pushed into a coaching pathway. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where I was like, look, I don't want to be a coach. I want to play. I don't want to coach. It's so why yeah. I'm here. Yeah. And there's still some people out there that think I want to coach. And it's like, no, like, look, I enjoy coaching. I enjoy facilitating. I enjoy teaching children. Right. I love that part of like life, just educating. Right. To have, to see particularly children with a smile on their face, learning something new. Oh, I love it. That That's better than gold. I'm going to, I'm going to flip it though. I
1: know why you've been pushed into coaching, but why have you been pushed into coaching rather than playing? And uh, I know this for a fact of the exclusive criteria for the top level. Like you've played to what level and what has stopped you
0: from playing at that top level? Look, I've been very lucky in the basketball career to play. I was able to play in the Queensland side uh, at, at, at um, some I can't quite remember which one it was, but I was lucky enough to play Queensland. Now, usually an able-bodied athlete is n- never going to play. An able-bodied male will not ever be able to play or represent a state side. I think it was like a, a local competition though. That was the exemption. And I've also been lucky enough to train and play alongside the likes of the Queensland Bullets and the under-23 Australian squad. Why I get pushed into that pathway, look, part of me is kind of like thinking that it's just because you're an able-bodied athlete. And then part of me is like, I'm a good coach.
1: And see, that's why myself, <laughs> I've now gone, I've excluded myself generally until this year from the wheelchair rugby league playing to coaching because I still want to be involved. I've played at semi-pro league, abled league version. So I, as I said, my game IQ is up there. I've now coached abled league and done all that. And, and so for me, it was I exclude myself as a player because, well, you know, I think that I'm taking someone else's spot that has a disability that deserves a spot or has played the game for longer and that type of thing, rather than going, you know what, stuff it, I'm going to play. And I've yeah. pushed myself into a coaching role where this year I was like, you know what, uh, I've, had, I've started this podcast and the project and everything with James and stuff it. I'm playing the sport and I like the sport and I want to play the sport. And exactly that where their room got heavy. And it was because I tiptoed around yeah. what I really wanted to say. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's as plain and simple as that. Enough about my question. Let's go, let's go to yours, James. <laughs> uh,
0: so the first card I pulled out, like, has your disability ever made you feel like an inconvenience? So I, I, I threw that one away. Um, For an obvious reason,
1: the fact that you don't have a disability. That I'm aware of yet. That you're aware of. <laughs> and, 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 and that's going to come across as you know, us, us two joking. And, and maybe that's us being more us. And we've had this conversation at the clinic where I'm going to shout out to Kieran and and Wayne in particular. And I know Wayne and Kieran both listened to the episode and they're actually big fans. And my personal relationship with them and what I can say with them in the clinic because I've built that relationship and I trust them and I know what is so unprofessional, but (laughs) my boss Dave knows that that's our relationship and that's what we do. And we're allowed to do that because if we didn't do that, they wouldn't want to be there. And yeah. we've had this conversation with Wayne in particular, and he's like, mate, if, if it was a clinical hospital setting, there is absolutely no way I'd be there. He drops more F-bombs in a minute than oh, anyone could Wayne's ever, doing, yeah. ever could afford. But that's Wayne. And the way that I talked to him and, and us joking just then with about that James doesn't have a disability, yes, that's probably more us. But at the same time,
0: we feel comfortable probably saying that it's definitely like a, you you definitely build a rapport with certain people you know for example being at tournaments before and it, it's the offer has been thrown out to just walk across the road and, and they'll they'll fix me up to be classified you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I i strongly um, and, and declined the offer, <laughs> uh, you know. But
1: um. and and it's it's a joke, and you know it's a joke, and I'm not <laughs> laughing at that. Anybody that has walked across the road and been hit by a car—that oh, no, is—that no, 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 no. <laughs> is definitely not what the joke is. And we real, and this is exactly what we're talking about: where us having a joke and saying those things and laughing and whatever else, understandably, people are going to have that kind of. Well, you're, you're laughing at us because we have a disability and we got hit by a car and that was such a traumatic And yeah, No, 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 like, no, don't, no, Don't take no, it no, from the context. No, yeah. The context of it
0: is that's you and mates and having a joke. Yeah. So the question that I did select was, were you scared of people leaving you? And I guess I chose it because it's 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 linkable to, particularly what we sort of just spoke about in terms of my involvement with, with wheelchair sports. Was I scared of people leaving me? Like not not particularly... That I've gone through ebbs and flows in terms of interest in wheelchair sports, not because I do or do not enjoy the sport. I, I have always and will always love the sport of wheelchair basketball, but more or less the relationships or interpersonal relationships that I have with people involved in the sport and outside the sport because of my involvement in the sport as an able person. I have positive, I have negative relationships with people in, within the wheelchair sporting community. Don't know if it's because I, I'm an able-bodied athlete. I, I guess that's probably the the first reason I go to uh, in my head mm-hmm. is is it because they don't they don't think I'm should I be here should I not be when I think about it being in in context of outside the wheelchair sporting community. So I had a I had a pathway lined up in refereeing football came to a crossroad where it was the decision to attend two training sessions a week or three training sessions a week whatever it was for refereeing one of which crossed over on the wheelchair basketball night. And I, I went to the development officer and I was like, look, can't, I can't make it. I can do every second weekend. That's as, every second week, that's as much as I'm willing to do. And I was like, if you can't do that, then, then you can't, you're not going to have it. Like that's, that's the bottom dollar. Why would you want to? And so he asked, what are, you, what are you doing? And I was like, well, what, we wheelchair basketball. He said, why would you want to do that? That's not going to take you anywhere. And it's like, well, I don't really care. Like I just enjoy playing the sport. Yeah.
1: And exactly what was spoken about in Janine's episode of, they looked at, you're not going to sell that product. You're not going to do this. Why yeah, do, from the why sponsorship you, point of view, yeah. Why do you have to gain something from it? Yeah. You enjoy it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, and exactly that. Children enjoy being in wheelchairs. Children do not associate a wheelchair or, a, you know, a blade or anything with a disability. Maybe they don't know any better. And that's probably why children ask the very blunt questions, but they ask it in the way of intent and, to learn and understand it's not in a way or said in a way that's that's poor and i still play rugby league and whatever else and touch and everything because i enjoy it you still play wheelchair basketball Matt, because you enjoy it mm. we both play wheelchair league because we enjoy it it doesn't have to take you anywhere you just have to enjoy it and if you enjoy it do it absolutely yeah I know we could sit here and recap every episode. Like, we did we get through every episode? I don't even think we got past number nah, three, we? I think did we tried.
0: We, we tried. We got on a few apologies to the episodes that we didn't. But I don't know. We it, may have it, touched
1: it, them in different areas and things, but we, do we even get close to our list?
0: Yeah, we did. We did. We nailed the list. We nailed the list? Yeah. That's one positive. We are on the list. We actually followed the list. We didn't follow the list, but we ticked everything off the list.
1: We, I think we've touched everything that we wanted to talk about and, and really get it across there that this is us. We want to be more authentic and, and it's not authentic, it's not tiptoe around things and just be honest and come out and know that we're going to make mistakes, know that we're going to have negative feedback, know that we don't have a disability and say that we understand all those things and we're taking it on head first. Yeah, And absolutely. we will definitely say things wrong. So we could talk about this all <laughs> yeah. day. But I reckon we we wrap it up there, James. And what episode twenty? We do maybe maybe we get some fans and other guests and that on, or we, I, we do
0: another recap. I like that. I like that idea. Definitely definitely a recap. Whether it's you and I, whether it's uh, with either one family, two families, or a few listeners, send in a, a memo. Maybe we give them a buzz during the during the ep. But that's us.
1: Yeah. That's us where so as we said, the reason we wanted this episode was what are the take home messages? What are we missing? What do we what do we want? How do we engage him more? Why do we do the hard cards? You know, what are we tiptoeing around? What are the eggshells? Like we want to be not just noise, as
0: you said, James. Yeah, we want to add value and that's it. Like we want to be adding adding true value, not just trying to create entertainment. Obviously, we are trying to create entertainment. That's what this platform is. You listen to it because you you enjoy it but we want to give you a reason to keep coming back.
1: And it's not, it, it's not that we want to give you a reason to keep coming back just because we want people to come back. We want you to take things from every episode and it could be something completely different for every single person. Uh, really, at the end of the day, it could be something that we didn't even intend for you to take out of the episode. We didn't even see that message or didn't know about that message and, and you've taken it out of it because that was what you got out of the episode. <laughs> And it helped it made your day glass half full, as a verse half empty. It give you information to give to somebody else that's gonna help somebody else, that's gonna pass it on to somebody. That's the type of stuff that we're talking about. Not just general noise. Us two talk to each other, what, forty-five? plus hours a no, no, week. Don't, don't, say that. don't say that on the air. Don't say that. We, we talk to each other all day long, either text message or at work or whatever the hell it is. We we spend more time together
0: talking about things in general. We can add noise. It's that's not- the thing. We, we always talk and I'm like, no, no, no. Save it for the podcast. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Mate. Save it. Save it. If you say it now, it's going to spoil it for me and we won't talk about it. And that's exactly it. So just reach out.
1: Let us know. Negative, positive, reviews, written, verbal anything anything just just get in touch that's Um, what that's what we want yeah and uh if you don't like something on the podcast let us know thanks for listening thanks for listening to this episode we appreciate you rating and reviewing the podcast but most importantly sharing it with people you think it will impact the most Before we go, again, a massive thanks to our sponsor, the Sunco Spinners. The Sunco Spinners are a social wheelchair-based sporting club. They operate multiple programs for people of all ages and abilities in basketball, rugby, and more. Follow the Sunco Spinners on Facebook, Instagram, and find out more about them at suncospinners.com.au.